Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans for fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Hi, Brewer fans. Welcome back to the Brew Crew Review Podcast. Uh, I'm Craig. I'm here with my colleagues, Scott and Vince. The Brewers just completed a decent week here, including a Three or four against the Cubs at home, but within two games of the second wild card. How's it going, guys? Hey, Craig. Hey, Scotty. How are you guys? I'm doing great after this uh, uh, big win. Man, we needed to take that series, and three out of four, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, great great weekend series of baseball here. Uh, I should ask really quick, Craig. I should ask really quick, Craig. Do we have uh, is Chad on the set here with us? I don't. I don't think Chad's gonna make it. Um, he said he was. Uh, he, he said he did have school tomorrow, so I don't think it's a school night. Yeah, we know that Chad doesn't usually go out on a school night. That's definitely true. You know, he likes to get his uh, ten hours of sleep and eat healthy and all that. So yeah, it's it's probably yeah. true. Yep. I gotta say, all guys, right. after the after the thumping we took on Thursday. Uh, that 10-5 loss, I was really worried that we weren't going to be able to take this series, but um, came back really strong on Friday with the the big 7-1 win. And then the heroics uh, Saturday with um, Grandall's homer in the eighth and then the Gillich walk-off in the ninth. Uh, yeah. The steal one, steal a 3-2 win. Yeah. And then today with the 8-5 win, awesome. Yeah, no, it was very exciting. Um, we should point out, too, the Brewers, uh, with the win today against Chicago, the season series against the Cubs is now over. The Brewers do end 2019 season with a winning record against the Chicago Cubs, 10-9 and nine, uh, on the year. So, um, hey, a game's a game. Much better – much uh, would prefer to be on that end of it than, than uh, a game below 500 against uh, your bitter division rival. Yeah, you all know what the difference one game can be in a course of a season. Just ask the Cubs last year. Right, exactly, exactly. So no, that was exciting today. Uh, a nice, a nice way to spend a weekend of watching baseball. Watching baseball, and quite frankly, it was exciting because we lost Game One of the series on Thursday night. So, um, you know, for a series that's pretty close to being a must-win series for the Brewers, uh, to lose the first game and come back and win all three uh, of the final games over the weekend was was pretty exciting. Yeah, definitely. I just keep thinking about. Um, Two things really stand out to me in this series anyway. Um, Saturday's game. First, I really love that um, they're opting to pitch to Yelich, which, which makes total sense. I mean, there's no way that you can really pitch around him and put the, the winning run in scoring position. Um, but they go, in, they go into a no-doubles defense. Uh, but Schwarber is not the most fleet of foot. And um, even with that, he kind of got caught in no man's land, couldn't make the catch, ball skips away. And no doubles defense does not help. Uh, Yelich still doubles in the run. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, today's game on Sunday really actually kind of bothered me a little bit was, you know, we have the 8-3 lead going into the ninth, and I really just think we just, just have a clean inning. Like just, you know, even if you give up a little bit, but you have to be able to get through that game without using Josh Hader. I mean, now he's probably unavailable tomorrow. Um, and, you need him for every close game. And this did not have to be a close game, but sure enough, 
Uh, unfortunately, Nelson had a little bit of a rough inning, uh, gave up the, the two-run homer, and uh, then Hader has to come on to close the doors. So that was disappointing to me. Yeah, I, I agree. And now um, we'll see how Hader's usage is affected. He did throw two innings yesterday. And then, as you mentioned, had to come in today uh, in relief for Jimmy Nelson. And, um, Scott, you and I were talking a little bit in the pre-production meeting before the show. Jimmy needed some work. Um, would you have used him in this inning or, or, or kept him in the game even after he gave up that home run? Um, what would you have done differently than Council did in that situation? I mean, that's what, that's what makes it so tough. I mean, like, it doesn't even matter who's out there. Like, I don't really have a lot of faith in just about anybody. And I know Jimmy needs work, but, like, I don't even think that he had to do something. He got him He got him basically a quick hook. He got him out of there before the, the tying run had to come to the plate. But it's just frustrating, I guess, that, um, you know, that it's a five-run lead in the ninth, and, like, he can't just work through it. Um, and, man, the velocity is there, but he got a lot of the plate again. And it's just, it's just frustrating because I know how good – I've seen the really good Jimmy Nelson, and he, he hasn't showed up yet this year, and I, I was really hoping to see him. Five run lead or not, I guess this is a must was a must win game for the Brewers. I mean, there's just no other way around it. If we lost this game somehow, it would have been beyond devastating, um, and probably a season ender. I mean, uh, we're, even with this many games up to play, being two back a wild card gives us a shot. It's just, we're not in any type of driver's seat whatsoever. Um, and if we still have guys on the roster that we're quote unquote just trying to get work and not trusting to help us win kind of a problem at this point unfortunately overall but uh but no i, I mean i don't know if i done too much differently than council i had no problem using hater in this game this is the most important game left of the season that we had to win in my opinion especially how this the four game season series started with us getting pounded by the cubs for us to win the last three was beyond huge and it prolonged uh, us at least have if nothing else having at least one more podcast where we there was some hope left so that's a good thing <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it is all about our podcast at the end of the day. No, but uh, Craig, to your point, yeah, I, I, I think this was about as much win, uh, must win as it, as it gets um, to be playing a, not only a division rival, but, you know, a team that's ahead of us in both the division and the wild card, um, the home series, you know, you're expected to at least split or be better than the opposing team when they're, when you're playing them at home. So it's, it's, it's great to get three or four from these guys. And I think that today's game, um, as you said, if we would have lost that after getting up by as many runs as we did, being up by five at one point in the game, I think that that would have been, you know, just emotionally draining uh, for this team. It would have been really difficult to come back on um, in any circumstance, but uh, let alone after giving up a five-run lead. So I, I see both of your guys' points. It's a shame we had to get to Hater today. Um, Nelson just hasn't been the same all year this year. So I really don't know when you're going to work him in. And certainly if, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but if the Brewers were to make the postseason, I don't think that we're going to see Jimmy Nelson on the postseason roster. I just don't think he's dependable. Um, whereas I would say that a guy like Brent Suter, who um, was also coming back from injury, was recalled the same day from San Antonio as Jimmy Nelson was uh, about a week or so ago. Um, I think that he would be on the postseason roster at this point. He earned his uh, first win here in 2019 here today as well. Yeah, Suter's done a phenomenal job since he's come back. I mean, I can't believe that, um, you know, this guy, obviously he's shown that he's had control over all of his pitches, like he's hitting his spots. And 
Uh, and not only that, but I think we talked about it a lot last episode, but uh, the guy just is like an emotional pick-me-up to the team. Like, I mean, the team rallies for him, and he's just a, a great, energetic guy in the clubhouse. Yeah, Suter in two games at a 2.08 ERA coming into today's game. Uh, so this would have been his third appearance for the Brewers here in 2019 um, and has a 1-0 record now after uh, today's win. So, yeah, de- definitely great to see Brent pitching well and as well as he has. And um, really, the I would say, has even continued to improve on what he was last season. So, yeah, really, really exciting to see that. And I think, if the, again, if the season ends today and the Brewers are in the postseason, um, I think that he does make the playoff roster. Yeah, I think now, um, yeah, now Zieri is even lower. I think it's probably a little under a buck and a half, something like that. Um, I don't think he's walked a guy yet in six plus innings. So, um, no, he's he's really uh, so far anyway. This is a great start. Yep, absolutely. So. I think what there's probably roughly about 20 games left in the schedule. Um, I think a little less than that. Um, having two games out, I know that there's a couple other teams that are in front of us. I believe the Dimebacks lost today, though. Um, but um, obviously, we're going to have to outplay all those teams. What gives you guys the most hope as far as the fact that we have a chance to do that? Um, you know, who, who do you think is a Players, or player, players that are going to get hot and uh, outside Christian Yelich and help us do that, especially like on the pitching side. Well, that's a bit difficult to know who's going to get hot, um, but I do think that again, guys coming back from injuries could be a boon for the Brewers a little bit. You know, again, Brent Suter uh, being one of those guys. <laughs> um, you hope to see guys kind of regain some form. Zach Davies. It started off the year incredibly well. Um, I think he was one of the better pitchers in the National League in the first half and then has really struggled the last six weeks, but his last start was outstanding. So if a guy like Davies can come back to form a bit, um, that could be huge for the team. And then we've got to see continued, you know, I guess overperformances from guys like uh, Drew Pomeranz and, and guys like Jordan Lyles. Um, so the Brewers rotation on paper doesn't look nearly as good as a lot of other teams, but that being said, you know, Jordan Lyles has pitched better than just about any pitcher in baseball the last month. So um, I guess you never know what's going to happen down the stretch here. Yeah, and one thing within the division that I think kind of helps us out just a little bit is, um, you know, I, I know that we've had, had to deal with injuries all year and, and as, as well as, you know, obviously every other team. But uh, Cubs are hurting right now too. I mean, uh, Kimbrell is back on uh, the injured list. Uh, so that definitely hurts the the back end of their bullpen, which already isn't great. And um, uh, Javi Baez now he's uh, got a hairline fracture on his thumb, and they say that he's like sort of day to day, but like I just don't think he's coming back in in uh, maybe not even this year. Like I, I don't know if he might not be back until the playoffs. So um, that I, I just don't know what's going to happen with him. But yeah, hurt at the wrong time. Yeah, the latest report that we saw this morning said that Baez is probably out for the year, uh, whether that means the regular season uh, only or the postseason, or maybe that's uh, just speculation at this point. I guess we don't really know. I haven't seen much from our colleague Tom Hodgecourt because he doesn't really report on, you know, stories like that or get the scoop on anything. So I haven't seen anything from him. But um, I, it did look like Baez was going to miss at least a significant point in time. And 
Craig, to get back to your original question here, I would say that, um, you know, some a bit of good news for the brewers right now, the report, uh, again, it wasn't from Hodricourt, but it was from others that do actual reporting on the brewers, was that Keston Hero was running for the first time today since his injury and that he is on track to come back and that Brandon Woodruff actually threw a bullpen session today as well. Um, so that things are looking in the right direction, at least, on those two guys coming back from injuries, which could be huge. Um, and one other name I'll throw out, not a pitcher, but uh, position guy, Ryan Braun. And Braun is a, you know, a guy who we've seen it time and again over the years, but he plays very well down the stretch. He is a clutch performer. So I, I think that um, maybe Ryan Braun could be the guy who, who is big for the Brewers in the next few weeks. We'll see. Yeah, he certainly hopes. Yeah, I think Grandel's definitely gotten uh, some big hits lately. Tyler Austin yep. with a big three-run pitch hit shot today. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, how about that? His second major league game and his first official uh, at bat. He had a plate appearance in yesterday's uh, the Saturday game against the Cubs and was hit by a pitch. So he's been on base two out of two times, I guess, during his uh, brief Brewers career. But that was pretty exciting. And, you know, we should throw out props to Tyrone Taylor. The guy in Craig, you can talk to, to, to this a little bit better than uh, perhaps Scott and I can and, um, get back to some of Brandon's earlier reporting, but you know this is a guy who was at one point a top prospect in our system, and then he had both injuries and a down season or two, and had kind of fallen off a lot of people's radar. Had a good year last year, and had somehow worked his way back uh, into the major leagues. And I'm not saying he's a long-term piece for the Brewers, but I do think that it's cool when a guy who's put in the time that he has uh, eventually does achieve his goal of at least reaching the major leagues. And now he's contributing down the stretch. The other guy that really we need to um... Uh, we really need to talk about who, who has been missing for a while. He's, he's dealt with a lot of nagging injuries, and that's Lorenzo Kane. And it, it really all starts at the top of the order, and Kane is able to do so much up there. And in the last week now, he's hitting 333, and he's getting on base at a 455 clip. Um, it's just really great to see um, him hopefully getting healthy at the right time here um, and hopefully you know, generate uh, just be that spark at the top of the order. Yep, absolutely, Scott. And uh, I don't know, there might there might be some other surprises going down the stretch here. You never know at this time of year who steps up and is a hero in a big way. And a lot of times it can be guys that are completely unexpected or off the radar. Last year it was Wade Miley pitching well down the stretch for the Brewers or even Corey Knable coming back from a bad first half to, you know, be a real key contributor. Um, so this time of year is pretty special, I think. And as a baseball fan, I really enjoy it. Um, even in years where the Brewers are not even in this good of a position. So to see the Brewers... Uh, two games out in the wild card with this, with, and it is 20 games just for the record uh, that remain to be to be played yet here in the 2019 season during the regular season. Uh, just got a note from our interns on that, but yes, 20 20 games remaining. So it's it's a pretty uh, exciting special time of year. And a week from now we might be totally out of it, but um, a week from now we could be who knows a few games ahead of things in the wild card. So that, that's what makes this year this time of year fun. Yeah, yeah so on a dock at this. Oh, Oh, I was just going to say, I've been doing this like pretty much every episode now, but like, it's just been like, I've just keep hammering home that like, we have the ability to really make a move here uh, in these last 20 games. I mean, after this, we have four at the Marlins, then three at the Cardinals. That's the only big series that, you know, got set, uh, against a really good team. And then we have a four-game series at home against the Pirates and then three at uh, – sorry, against the Padres and then three at home against the Pirates. And then we go on the road yep. uh, three and three with uh, the Reds and the Rockies. So, I mean, there's – it's yeah. not a daunting schedule. We, like, stranger things have happened. We could make a run. 
Yeah, kind of crazy too. We end the season uh, last full week is on the road, um, and I think actually, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, 2020, I believe that we end the season with a week of games on the road as well. I wonder if there's any way we could do a Brooker View road trip to the Rockies in that series if it comes down to it. I'm available, actually. Yes. Yeah, I know uh, this four-game set come up this week against the Marlins is pretty huge. I know that we went to Miami last year for four games here in a kind of key time, too, and things did not go that well. If I remember correctly, I, we only took one of the games in, uh, in Miami. Um, it's a pretty poor team, too, and so we can't let that happen again. We've really got to take three or four of this series at least, especially going into St. Louis next weekend, which is another huge series. I mean, we really got to find a way to win two of those three games at minimum. Yeah, and that's why I'm so mad yeah. about us having to have to use Hater today because he's probably unavailable for Monday's game. And then obviously you, you want to be able to not only win on Thursday, the last game of the series, but you want to be able to win big so that you have Hater available for potentially two games uh, at the Cardinals. I mean, so that like these these games when you have a lead and when you have a big lead like that, you got to be able to finish it without having to bring in and, and use Josh Hader. I mean, there's a, you can't use him every game, and I just feel like we really just let that one slip away today. Like, even with the win, like, I was still, like, frustrated by that. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong on that, on that Scott. But this time of year, too, guys I think are expecting to overpitch a little bit. You know, throwing a lot of innings is not going to be unusual for any team that's contending at this point, unless you're a team like Houston that's way, you know, far ahead in their division. Um one other point I just wanted to make really quick with the teams ahead of us in the wild card, I will just say that I think that, you know, Arizona has been really hot recently. They're eight and two in their last 10 games, but I don't necessarily expect them to continue at that clip. So I think that that could be the fact that we've hung tight and gone seven and three down the same stretch is exciting. And it gives me a little hope because I think that the Diamondbacks are a decent team, but I don't think they're as good as their, their recent hot run indicates. So um, I don't expect them to maintain that clip. Um, the Cubs, as you pointed out, Scott, are, you know, dealing with some injuries now. Uh, Kimbrell and um, Baez and others are, are banged up and hurt. Um, and the Nationals, I just, you know, I, I, as I mentioned on other podcasts, I go to a lot of Nationals games and they're a good team. We've got a great rotation. Their offense is, is solid, but their bullpen is just so bad. I don't, I don't think that any of these teams are – necessarily unbeatable or guaranteed a spot in the playoffs at this point yeah Mets and Phillies are kind of hanging around um I guess I haven't well the Phillies are tied Phillies are tied with us so yeah yeah and, and after that that's pretty much it I mean like so yeah that's it just those teams that, that we're competing with for the wild cards. so I mean that's the yeah. thing I mean in the division like we could have hoped that like we would you know, you could, if we had a lead or something like that, that we could just play 500 ball and, you know, the Cubs could, and Cardinals could slip and we could still sneak in. But with the wild card, with that many teams, like they're not all going to have, they're not all going to slip. Like you have to, you have to take the wild card. So we're going to have to make a run. Yeah. I really feel that in order to make the wild card, we're probably going to have to go 13 7 in our last 20 games at minimum. And so if you look at that, we have six series left. Um, I would say that we can basically afford to lose one game per series, uh, maybe against a tough team like Cardinals. We can still get by, but losing two or something like that. Or one, well, we have two four-game setters, so, I mean, uh, you're most likely going to lose two games in one of those two four-game sets. So 
I really feel that we have to win every series going forward in order to actually capture a wild card berth. And with this team, it'll be challenging, but hey, with 20 games left, it's great to at least be in this position with some hope left. It definitely, when you break it down like that, it definitely seems like quite a task. I mean, even with a semi-favorable schedule, I mean, where you're like, yeah, I mean, this four-game series, we can only lose one. This series, only lose one. This one, 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 one. Like, but you're right. I mean, that, that, that's the way the math is going to play out. I mean, we're going to have to – we're going to have to just keep winning series. And I remember last year, like, it seemed so great because we would always win game one of the series, and then, like, uh, we'd be like, oh, all right. And, like, we were just winning series over and over and over again, and that just hasn't happened this year. Like, we just – We've never just never been out in front like that. Yeah, uh, the way this team has, has played. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Scott. And and I think there was kind of a creative use of uh, the entire pitching staff today. Um, you know, when Adrian Hauser, um, I think he got pulled after four innings um, after the Brewers opened up a little bit of a lead, I believe, or did or did he make it five? But, uh, you know, to bring in Suzer for a couple of innings, and I, I think that's the real advantage this year of still having that uh, expanded 25-man roster up to almost 40 percent in all those spots. But um, they're using quite a few guys, and I think that really helps the pitching staff. It really was a key for us last September, too. Um, so, I don't know. It's hopefully, I know that might be going away next year, but uh, – <laughs> I think this year, let's take advantage of it and, uh, you know, get through as many games as we can, kind of got them out. But uh, going back to Scott's point, as far as, like, the use of Hater, I mean, there's 20 games left, guys. If we have to use Hater two games in a row, we have to use two games in a row. You know I mean, I understand monitoring his usage, but uh, maybe more so keeping him to a limit of one innings pitched each game, if at all possible, rather than having him go two innings uh, like he sometimes does, I think is is a better plan going forward. But uh, I'm not I'm not gonna want to tell Council how to how to use the bullpen at this point. You got to use Hater when you got to use them. But um, but I, I'm not opposed to overworking them, so to speak, if need be. I, I think you make a good yeah, point I mean, there because I think it's going to be the kind of situation where they're gonna they're gonna try to use him maybe a little bit more often in those high leverage situations, but maybe for less of those like multi-innings like we're not going to see hater for three innings we might see him for like two or four outs or something like that so i don't know we'll and see how it goes that we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see him as many times as we need to see him i think just at this point it's it's all hands on deck right you throw everything against the wall that you can and the brewers are you know we do have our back up against the wall to a degree because you know there's 20 games left in the year and we're two games back right now for a playoff spot so i think we're going to do anything we can to win any game that we can uh, at this point. And so hopefully there's some blowouts and we're on the, we're on the good side of the blowout coming up just to rest these guys a little bit. But I think when you're a professional athlete, you you kind of train yourself and gear yourself towards this stretch run. I mean, this is what you play for. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, if, if there is any fault in the, in our schedule, it's that, um, you know, our last day off was on uh, September 4th. We have one more day off the rest of the year so i mean there's going to be a lot of back to back to back to backs and uh you know i guess the the only good thing is as craig pointed out before we have a 13-man bullpen right now so i mean there's uh there's no um no worry there we have plenty of arms 
I just think our offense has to continue to carry us as they have for most of the season just because, uh, you know, our starters are barely even going at five, six innings tops. I can't even remember the last time a Brewer starter went seven innings, which is kind of ridiculous, but uh, just how the team is built, I guess. But having guys like I think on Saturday at this Cubs game uh, or a Cubs series, I should say, Freddie Peralta went two innings and struck out like five batters and, like I mentioned already, right, Brent Suter went two innings in the middle of the game, didn't get up any runs uh, today, and that was huge, uh, especially you know, since we got, finally got to Leicester. Um, so, again, huge series win, but it's those, it's those guys that are contributing kind of the middle of the bullpen that are making it happen, and hopefully that can continue going forward. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so, so this, um, this next week, we're on the road, seven games, Four at the Marlins, three at the Cardinals. How do you guys think we're going to do? Well, actually, Scott, I was going to say, did our anonymous source, Tom Carter, say that he was going on this road trip? Didn't he tell us that when he was having one of our, like, those conversations where he gives us all that inside information? No, Tom no. Carter? That is false. Um, Tom, well, Tom <laughs> doesn't want to be used as an anonymous, I mean, source. It, he said it's fine, but we have to keep him anonymous. So I know we love to give him credit, but he doesn't want us to use his name. So we could just call him like Tom. Really? D. Carter. I know this is new to everyone, but it's, um, he, he does actually, he has a, a longstanding thing that he's not vacation south of the Mason Dixon line. So, uh, he will not, did not, to, uh, did not know that. Yeah. Huh. All right. Fair enough. Yep. Um, I, I really feel like we got to take three or four and, and that we will take three or four from the Marlins and that we'll win. Two or three from the Cardinals. Be optimistic. We'll go five and two for this week and really, you know, put us in a good position. And the other thing I think you guys mentioned last podcast is that Cubs and Cardinals still have some games in the docket. So, I mean, they're going to be competing each other up. They're going to be getting seven losses. And outside of the three game series left with St. Louis, we're not going to have um, that issue facing them uh, either. And, and in fact, we're not facing any of the other wild card contending teams in our, in our last 20 games. But with that being said, uh, you mentioned the four games at home against the, pot, the Padres. We really need to get revenge for the fact that we got swept in our three game series when we went out to San Diego, which is just beyond ridiculous. So hopefully we can sweep that series coming out at home. Um, and, and it is kind of unfortunate. Our last six games are on the road, including three to end the season in Colorado. I, I usually like ending the season at home, but especially when you're on a pan chase like we were last year. But anyway, what can you do? So. Um, are we going to go to a uh, Bruker Review road trip in Denver, as Scott suggested? I'm up for it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be awesome. We should do it. We should do it. Uh, I, I'd be up for that. I don't think it would be a road trip because I think I would fly. Um, oh, yeah, me, me too, me too. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, I, I, I think that just might have to happen. All right. Let's do it, guys. That'd be fun. All right, so fans, I guess if you um, if you know anything to do in uh, in Denver, Colorado, please um, let us know at uh, at well, I guess on Twitter at Brewer Review One um, or Facebook. I guess we look at it once in a month or something. Mm-hmm. But um, and I know that there was a there was a movie about over ten years ago uh, that was entitled Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Hopefully we don't have to recreate the uh, things we're doing in Denver when you're eliminated because uh, we already booked our tickets. That could be uh, that could be the movie we're making. But anyway, 
Yeah, <laughs> we might have to wait until the last minute for that one. But the problem is, well, either way, it's a beautiful. Either way, it's a beautiful ballpark. I've been there one time. It, it is really nice, and they've got great food there. So I would definitely. And Denver's nice too. So we should go. It's kind of far away, but um, I think the New Belgium Brewery is one of one of my favorite non-Wisconsin breweries. I guess so. We could just. Run well, Scott, you're then in charge of renting a car so that we can drive there. It'll be fine. Damn it! We'll just Uber it or lift it or something. I don't know what they have in Denver. I assume you could probably just hitchhike in Denver. They'll just pull over and be like, hey, how's it going, friend? Um, you think, okay, maybe. Um, the New Belgium Brewing Company is in North Carolina, though, for the record. What? No. I said the New, yeah, New Belgium Brewing Company. It's in Nashville, North Carolina. Is that really true? God damn yeah. It. I can't yeah. Ask ask the interns and they will confirm. But yeah, it's in Asheville, North Carolina. But that's okay. Now I'm frustrated. Um, I thought for sure that it was. We have to know this. I have to know this. No, it's in. I mean. Okay, okay, hang on. They have a brewery in Asheville, North Carolina. Wait a second. I think my dad lives there. What the hell? I mean, Asheville isn't. Asheville is like a seven-hour drive from me. We could we could go there. I could do that. I, I just found a reason to visit my family. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> well, we were we, we were all very close to Asheville when we were in the Smoky Mountains, Scott. Yeah, that's true. That was oh, such a great road trip. I really miss that we don't have a, a AAA affiliate in Nashville anymore. So great. So many memories. Yep. Uh, but they do that's also true. have a brewery in Fort Collins, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. So we were both right. So that's good. It's good to know. Oh, okay. Okay. But, good to know, uh, Scott. You know, I guess we're talking too much about non-Wisconsin beer at this point. So, um, I'm yeah. I'm going to say that we're going to take three or four um, in Miami, and then unfortunately, I hate to say it, but I I think we're going to lose two or three. Um, yep. In St. Louis. In St. So yeah, that was my prediction yeah. exactly, Scott. That was exactly where I was at. Frustrating, but. Yep. As what I think is going to happen. I hope I'm so, wrong. I mean, if, we did, if you, you guys are both predicting to go four and three on the week, that would leave us with two weeks left, only be able to lose, according to my math, then we'd only be able to lose four more games in the last four series. So we'd just definitely be putting the pressure on ourselves if, if we have a four and three week. I mean, obviously it sounds ridiculous that we win the week, but um, we'd still be in trouble. But I don't know. I think we'd need to play a really good ball going forward. We'll see. Yes, we will. So, are you saying, what was your pick, Craig? Well, I said five and two. Five and two, okay. All right, that's good. I no, don't fine. trust that we'll come through for my prediction, but that's okay. I mean, hopefully. I sincerely hope you're right, though. And if you are, then I will say, I will post on Twitter, as predicted, Craig got this right. Actually, I think I predicted we take three or four from the Cubs, so maybe I should post that on Twitter, too. I don't know. We don't. We talk about posting a lot, but I don't really post that much. I should probably post more. Yep. And Sorry, a, a thank you to all the people that gave us a follow here on Twitter uh, this week. Uh, we are up to 832 followers as of this taping. So thank you to all who've given us a follow at Brewker Review One. Um, and please do remember to send in your questions to us via email, Brewker Review Podcasts with an S at gmail.com. And definitely, hopefully, you guys really enjoy our content because 
regardless, like, I really hope you guys give us a five-star review. I saw that we just got another one, but our reviews are kind of lacking, I guess, right now. And so they're really, it's really impactful what you rate right now. So hopefully you really, really enjoy this or, or appreciate our efforts and give us that five-star rating that we so desperately need. All right, well, it's an interesting last 20 games of the season, guys. Really hoping to maybe make it out to some of the games uh, at North Park. I'm hoping to go to one of the games next week against Padres. Hopefully it's a meaningful big game coming up. So, um, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. If you guys are more than welcome to join me, if you're able to make it back to Milwaukee next week. Uh, maybe I've got to be in New York for a few days next week, but maybe perhaps after that is done, if, uh, if need be, I can try to get home. Otherwise, uh, Denver, guys. Well, if you are going to pick even one series to go to, although I'm willing to bet that it's probably already sold out, but there might be some standing room, is um, uh, the 21st Saturday against Pittsburgh Fan Appreciation Night. Always exciting. Um, if you, yep. I would just, if you can, I'd probably order your tickets online. Um, it's probably easier to do it that way than have to talk to a person. No, Scott, we'll just call your uh, ex-girlfriend, Miss Brown. <laughs> Uh, no, that is uh, unequivocally false. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All that, right. Well, that that's is slander, that's, my friend. <laughs> well, we've got interns that can edit that out, I'm sure. But uh, in any event. <laughs> no, we have a lot uh, of good friends that still do there. Tungus is still there. That's the AMPM. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Great friend. Always willing to help a customer. <laughs> Well, sounds good, guys. Well, looking forward to another hopefully good week of Brewers baseball. Let's hope that uh, Craig's prediction is more accurate than ours, Scott, and that the Brewers play some very exciting baseball against both Miami and St. Louis here in the coming days. Yep, should be exciting. All right. Hey, sounds good. It's going to get crazy. It's last week. It's last week. Uh, Cubs fans and Los Dallas and go Brewers. All right, go guys. Brewers. Go Brewers. Dun, 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 dun.